The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, IDP Army. Everything about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Ladies and gentlemen, loyal listeners and fantasy footballers among us, uh, we are back Offensive Points Podcast. It is the May 6th edition. I am here with Billy, Mr. Catfish Billy. I am here with Josh Hall, Josh Hall, and myself, Joe Wiggins. Uh, We are here to talk some football with you today. So, boys, what's on your mind? Uh, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is on my mind. Josh, he's always on your mind. He is always on my mind. Billy, I'm already going. You know what that, this reminds me of? It's like, you know, hey, Arnold, how, uh, what was her name? Helga? How she just hated him with a passion, but then she had like a gum shrine in her closet, right? Do you have a gum shrine of Kyle Pitts in your closet? I, I will eat my words if I'm wrong about Kyle Pitts, but I just think that the way he's getting drafted and the way he got drafted in the NFL draft is just wild and absurd, but we'll, we'll Are get you talking about actual football or fantasy football. Cause this is a fantasy. I, that's, that's what I said. I said in, in, well, we just did our first dynasty draft. So I think that's wild the where, where he's getting drafted and where we're seeing him in ADP and then where he got drafted in the actual NFL draft as well. It's just, I, I've been a hater since episode one and before. So <laughs> I have a gumshoe shrine of Baker Baker Mayfield in my closet. <laughs> How does Gabby like it? She gets a little weirded out by it, but you know what? Yeah. We're making it. I'm yeah. just thinking about Marguerite tonight. Oh, yeah, we are Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, recording us on Cinco de Mayo. So I had Hopefully, everyone is nice and hungover from Cinco de Mayo when listening to this. That is That is the plan. That would be very, very ideal. All right, Bill, without further ado, All right, boys. Yeah, let's talk about some draft-related five points to start out our show. Number one, San Francisco drafted Trey Lance over Mac Jones, which many people had predicted. What do what week do we see Trey Lance start for Kyle Shanahan? Joe, you can start us off. Oh, that's a tough one, man. I haven't given much thought to that. I mean, he's pretty unpolished. You got Garoppolo there. You know, they keep bringing up the the Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith as the blueprint. I've heard the blueprint repeatedly. Um, in my opinion, what they're going to do, they're going to start off with Garoppolo and ride that out for as long as possible. But they do probably have the best overall team in the league. So as soon as he starts slipping... 
they're going to switch it up. So if Garoppolo's winning, he might not start this season. If they start to slip off, they're going to do everything they can to right the ship. And uh, you could see him really anywhere in the season, just depending on how it goes. I completely agree. I think uh, I think that the good thing about the Patriots and the Bears is they have – or not the Bears, my apologies. The Patriots and the 49ers is they have a uh, valid quarterback to go ahead and start this season. So you have Garoppolo and then you have Cam Newton. The Bears have Andy Dalton, and they're going to be the first sign of bad game. I think they're going to switch, which I think is the bad move. I think what you do in, in any of these situations, even when you have a valid quarterback, I mean, you went and drafted this guy in the top 11 pick, uh, top top 11 picks. I mean, no matter which of the five quarter or four quarterbacks we're talking about right now, um, Trevor Lawrence is obviously going to start right off the gate. There's not really any competition for him there. Uh, Zach Wilson's going to start right out the gate once again. Mac Jones, I think you you wait until you play you play the first four games. If they're two and two, keep letting Garoppolo start. If they're three and one, uh, you keep Garoppolo starting. If they're one and three, I think that's when you start questioning it. I think after the fourth week, you see a lot of teams wait until like week nine to switch quarterbacks, and it's so it's dumb. Like, please put in the new guy. Like you drafted him, you 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 want him to be there. You want him to be there. I think the Bears are going to have that conversation a lot quicker than some of these other teams, like Mac Jones and. Uh, Trey Lance are going to probably have that uh, more of a delayed reaction to it, but the bears will have probably be under more scrutiny, but I think you put them in once Garoppolo starts slipping, slipping basically. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid that they're going to do some kind of like Tua situation where they let Garoppolo start. They're going to start out pretty decent and then they're just going to force Trey Lance in there because they took him really high, which I I believe Trey Lance in, uh, more in Trey Lance than I do in Tua, so I think that there won't be as big of a you know deal as that was when Tua got in there and didn't look amazing. But Jimmy G's not Fitzpatrick, so I mean I don't think we'd have to worry about that. But I don't know. I think it's going to look very good for San Fran this year. I I believe either quarterback that's in there with that defense and those weapons, it's going to look just fine. Fun fact, they don't like when you call them San Fran. The San Franciscoans like to be to refer to it as the city. Just a heads up. My buddy lives in or my brother lives in San Francisco and he has told me this. And I said San Fran, and apparently that's a no-go. So don't say it, Bill. Well, guess what? Offensive points. I'm offensive tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Offend the San Franciscoans. So, They'll be fine. Jimmy Garoppolo. Exactly. Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got the hair. He's got the smile. He's got the looks. He's tall, dark, he's handsome. He's a Range Rover, right? He's going to he's gonna get you from A to B. That team is so stacked. They don't need spectacular play out of him at all. He's going to ride smooth. He's going to do all that. But at some point, you have a Ferrari in your garage, and you're like, you know, I could just whip through traffic with this thing. You know, you got to get it in there at some point. So I don't know if they get him out there on some, some Wildcat stuff, if they throw him out there just for a spark play to begin with, and then you slowly start that being, seeing that involved into the offense more and more. Um, that's kind of how I see it working out. I don't see an exact date where they're like, all right, Garoppolo, you're done. Lance, you're in. That's probably I think, ideal. I think you're right. I think they you've seen this a lot more with uh, the Jalen Hurts situation, the Taysom Hills. I think you might see this a lot more with the athletic quarterbacks coming in. Uh, Lamar Jackson had a, a couple here and there, but it was really few and far between at the time. So I think you do see that. And then maybe the bears will do that as well with Trey Lance or not Trey Lance. My apologies, uh, Justin Fields and try to like sneak him in there and some wildcat and some, some different formations just to give, cause Andy Dalton's not the most mobile quarterback. We all know that. So, I mean, maybe that's uh maybe that's what they do with Trey Lance too. Cause after Jimmy G had that knee injury, I, I mean, his mobility has definitely gone downhill. So I could see that happening as well, but I think you with San Francisco, you just want to, ride that out with Jimmy G unless they trade Jimmy G, which is still a possibility before the season starts. But I think you ride it out with Jimmy G until you start seeing something you don't like, or either he makes bad, bad plays and pulls an Eli Manning throws three picks right away. Um, or if, you know, you just start losing and you don't like it. I mean, it's a tough division to be in. You remember when they said that uh, Joe Flacco is elite? <laughs> yeah. I'm still laughing about that. <laughs> They had a Ferrari in their garage, and they're like, this fucking VW Beetle, the Herbie-looking motherfucker, is elite. Well, the Eagles also said that he's going to be a starter. So, you know, I mean, he could be – he came in to compete. So, he maybe he still is a Ferrari. Trubisky could have won a Super Bowl on that Baltimore team. 
when they won, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. All right, hey, well, let's get on to number two because I know this will make Joe very happy. So Chicago traded up from 20 to 11 to draft Justin Fields. Joe, let us know your feelings and emotions when you saw that pick go out. <laughs> feelings and emotions. Um, well, one, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy saved their job for another two years at least. Um, so I don't know how I feel about that, but at least they were ballsy enough to make that call. Um, as a Bears fan, it gives me freaking hope for once in this uh this entire fandom I've ever had since a child. I remember when we got the news that Jay Culler was being traded. That was pretty exciting. You know, bringing Cleo Mack in, that was pretty exciting. Allen Robinson was awesome. We've had some great players throughout the history. But having a quarterback that has the intangibles that Justin Fields has is amazing. And I've heard the Ohio State quarterback thing, and I've heard I've heard everything you can hear negative and positive about it. The one thing it does, it gives us hope. It gives us a chance to win. I mean, the guy can make throws all over the field. He's athletic as all get out. And, I mean, that's something we have absolutely been lacking. Uh, Jay Culler, I think, was the only other quarterback that could make throws all over the field, but he just did not give a fuck. So it always ended up in the defense's hands. Uh, it seems like Justin Fields is going to be better than that. I'm really excited to see him develop. But as a Bears fan, hope is the big thing. Um, and if Ryan Pace happens to save it i will be less on his ass about it but i just think he did this to save his job but i'll ride with it i i didn't think about this at all but uh the eagles and the bears were the only two teams to trade up like throughout the the first round i mean and and not to steal your thunder or anything but i think both trades were both stellar trade up moves and i mean obviously the eagles fucked over the giants which was phenomenal and i'm getting there i'm getting there (laughs) but like i just wanted to talk about my team too but no, the, the Devonta Smith trade up and the Dallas and Eagles re- re- reconciling their uh, their differences and to fuck over the Giants collectively was phenomenal. But no, I think the trade up was great for the Bears. I think Justin Fields that slip. I don't. I mean, I understand that he had some concerns going in after uh, the combine and everything, but I think that was the place to get him because you never know what those teams underneath were doing. Minnesota even came out and said that they would they would have drafted Justin Fields if he was there. And I think that it's just phenomenal that you ended up getting Justin Fields out of all people. I think the slip was great. I think the Bears trade-up was great. I think there was not a bad move in general other than maybe the other organizations passing him up, a.k.a. Atlanta. Kyle Pitts, stop. Stop stop trying to make Kyle Pitts happen. I personally just don't see it. Anyway, all right. But, uh, no, in all seriousness, I think it was a solid move. I think that uh, – like I said earlier, I think that they are going to be the first sign of quarterback switches. Like obviously Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are starting, but these other six uh, rookie quarterbacks, I don't think any of them are going in sooner except for Lawrence and Wilson than Justin Fields, whether the bears, maybe Andy Dalton makes it, makes it happen for a while. But I think that those, those chants are going to come those put fields in. We want to see fields. I don't know exactly what the channel be yet, but it'll be phenomenal. Oh, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. I feel really bad for Andy Dalton when he has his first bad game. It's going to be so miserable. He might not ever be able to set foot in Chicago after that. (laughs) Well, we've all seen Cody Parker. I'm happy for the Bears. Yeah, I was about to say, that's true. I'm happy for Bears fans. I'm glad they finally have quarterback they've had in a long time. I don't even know. This is about like Allen Robinson's got it, had to have been jumping up and down. Um, when that pick came through, because they're like, wow, they actually got me somebody who can throw the ball downfield. This is incredible. So hopefully he hasn't we'll had have Allen Robinson's best game. Ball. At, yeah, 100%. That's exactly it. Well, we'll just go on to number three, because I just wanted Joe to get out his his feelings about well, I'm that. I'm not pick. done with it. If you guys watched the live stream last week that we did on the draft, I did. A summer, I was doing somersaults. I was yelling. I was punching the air. It was pretty amazing. So true. I am. I've been riding on cloud nine swig. ever since that draft. So what's up? Big swig of that uh that bur- or that whiskey. Oh yeah. What, so what kind Eagle of whiskey? Rare whiskey from uh, <laughs> Buffalo Trace Distillery down in Louisville. Uh, go get you some. It's the best shit ever. Drink it while while you're watching the draft. Drink it while you are drafting. Drink it while you're watching football. I don't care what you do with it. Just drink it. Do it. That's funny. Do it. All right. Number three. 
Travis said he was drafted 25 overall by the Jags. Urban Meyer said, although he was looking for Kadarius Toney, he'll use Etienne in a similar role as a running back and a slot wide receiver. Going as far as to compare him to Percy Harvin and his use at Florida. This isn't as much a Etienne question because, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about him too, but do we think Urban Meyer actually has a plan for this Jags offense? Like, this sounds very odd. Um, Josh, if you'd like to start us off. So I was shocked by the draft. I did call this pre-live stream and during the live stream that the uh, two running the top two running backs off the board would be drafted in the first round. And I was correct. I did not have Jacksonville in that category. I don't think at all. I didn't think about it. They're James Robinson steal last year, who any fancy owner knows was a steal because you probably got him out of free agency if you drafted early Rest or you feet. drafted him really late. I, I think I don't think he has a plan. I think he saw talent, and I don't understand because there was a lot of good wide receivers behind that. Uh, you could have gotten Bateman. You could have gotten Terrace Marshall. Uh, there were some options that he could have went with. I think he went Etienne because he saw the flash of what Etienne can be and what that team can be with him. They see a lot of two running back sets nowadays. I think the James Robinson and Etienne combo really changes Jacksonville. I think that Etienne is the future, obviously, but I think they're both going to have a role and you're going to see a good, a good workload split. He also said something about along, along the lines of, Oh, he's going to be the third down back. And that's all we're going to use him as. And um, we'll, we'll see whenever he rips off a 60 yard touchdown. True. True. Yeah. I like, I like Travis Etienne. I I think that him already having a built-in connection with Trevor Lawrence from their time at Clemson is a very useful thing. I mean, this year we had three, players that got drafted to their college quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts got Devontae uh, four. I don't even know if I know the fourth. Well, I didn't even think about it, but Etienne's the fourth because it's Devonta Smith with Jalen Hurts, Jalen Waddle with Tua, and then uh, right. obviously Jamar Chase right. with Joe Burrow. And then you got Etienne there. Oh, yeah. Trevor yeah. And then Etienne would be the fourth. I guess wide receivers only I thought three, but yeah. Etienne would that's, be the fourth. That's why. So yeah, having, having that built-in connection already, I, I mean, I think that actually might be very useful for them to use. Um, the rest of their draft was a little confusing, I'm not going to lie, but um, at least for those two picks, um, I think their offense can definitely handle it. So going forward. Yeah, I didn't Urban even Meyer think of it. Can, Urban Meyer can say whatever he wants. We've seen it before. Oh, we're going to put this running back in the slot. It's going to be freaking incredible. It never happens. It never works out. It's tried all the time. They're like Josh. As soon as he touches the ball and takes one to the house, they're going to have to manufacture ways to get the ball in his hands. Um, so that's going to be out of the backfield, in my opinion. He can split out wide every once in a while, but I just, I, they've tried this a million times. And it never works out. Um, but I mean, unfortunately, it's going to end up taking away from James Robinson. They're going in, they're saying, hey, you're the starter, you killed it last year, and he did. He's a very powerful guy. I just, I don't see how there's not a 1A, 1B backfield by the end of the season, just based on the talent that both those guys have. I didn't even think about, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in here, but uh, I didn't even think about the Etienne-Trevor Lawrence thing. I mean, that's going to be pretty interesting for them, too. I'm, I Maybe it'll give him a comfort zone, especially if he's the pass-catching back. I mean, he's going to have that little comfort zone, and maybe that's what Jacksonville was thinking. Maybe that's what Urban Meyer was trying to do, was Try to make Trevor Lawrence comfortable because you see whenever you a quarterback goes to a crappy team, it's kind of tough to like adjust and learn, especially when you have a bad team in general. Like you don't want to lose. Maybe at least they'll have some camaraderie between the two of them and be able to like start a new like dynasty there, basically. Well, they need to call Cincinnati and free tea. Free tea. Free tea. Free him. They need to get him down there. As a huge T. Higgins guy, that Jamar Chase pick just fucking pissed me off. It's great for him. They have their connection. Boo-hoo, wadi-wa. Free T. He's awesome. Get him down in Jacksonville right now. It would be it would, I'd love to see it. I hope so as well. I, I not just for T. Higgins, but that Higgins. Cincinnati it's all for T. Higgins. It's gonna be something else. That's why we're here, Billy. Is all right. That's why we do this podcast. Fair enough. Well, with T, with T in mind, we'll go to the Tennessee Titans for number four. Tennessee <laughs> Titans lost 
<laughs> Sorry, it was all. I see what I you know, did there. It was great, though. Tennessee Titans. Number four, the Tennessee Titans lost Johnu Smith and did not actually draft a tight end point in the draft on Thursday or Friday or Saturday. Uh, Will Pruitt, Jeff Swim, Anthony Fraser are the only guys competing for the spot spot on that roster. What do you think their plan is here? Do you think they're going to trade possibly for Ertz because that's what we've been talking about, or do you think the free agent out there, you know, Delaney Walker's corpse maybe still hanging around? I'm not sure. Like, who do you? What do you <laughs> think they're going to do to address the Tennessee Titans' tight end position? I. I'm going to jump in here because I think I think they're fine. I think they're going to be fine with Ferkser. They're going to ride it out. I think Ferkser had moments after, well, even as the second behind Janu. I think Janu was one of those guys where they, they got lucky with him. I don't think they planned for it. I don't think they're really a tight end, tight end team. I know that a lot of teams nowadays really want that Travis Kelsey or that George Kittle, but they're, they're a dime a dozen. I think that, they're, they'll be fine. I don't think that t- it was very tight and heavy this year in draft. There's a couple guys behind Kyle uh, Pitts who were who were good. I mean, the Freer Muth and Long um, both could have been could have been good picks for them. But I think that they addressed other issues on their team. And I think that you give Ferkser a chance. Let's say hypothetically he's, he he can't do it, and these other guys Swaim and whatnot. Uh, you got Trey Burton. You got Eifert there. I think you, I think you leave Delaney Walker's corpse uh, on free agency there. Um, and then, uh, I think that Ertz, I think that Ertz pick could always be a trade. I think the Eagles, they want to trade them. It's obviously there. They're just not getting the value. And maybe what they're waiting for is a tight end needy team, AKA the Titans say Ferkser doesn't work out or say there's an injury there and they're looking for that Zach Ertz. I still think Zach Ertz has got it in them. So personally, I think the Eagles are doing the right thing by not giving them away for a fourth or fifth round pick. So as a Johnny Smith, uh, had Johnny Smith on my team last year, I can personally say that Anthony Ferkser can catch the hell out of a football. It happened way more often than I wanted it to. Uh, really, I don't see a reason to invest in tight end. Those guys were only scoring close to the goal line, and it's solely because when you have Derrick Henry back there, they're stacking the box on there. It doesn't take much for a big guy to slip through and catch a touchdown. Um, so I don't see any real reason to invest in the, in the uh, position right now. Okay, I think so, I mostly agree. I think I think they could, I think they could potentially go for Ertz, maybe in a trade. But I, I think I think you might be right. I think they might what they have in the roster and see address the need as need be within the season. I I just don't see it as a, a priority. I think they lost Corey Davis, and I think that was their their main goal to try to replace him. And they wanted to make sure that they'll be okay, basically. And I think they did a good job addressing that in free agency. And I, I think that they'll be okay. I just, I think, give him, give him a chance. Let Derrick Henry run the ball. They got blocking tight ends, which is what they want anyway. Um, so I think that it's just not a priority at this point. And there are options out there. Honestly, I know Trey Burton didn't do much except for throw that touchdown pass to Nick Foles to win the Super Bowl. No big deal. Just want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, but he's out there. There, there are options. I mean, they're not great, but there, there are some pass catching options out there. My boy, Oshag Hennessy. I don't know if he's still on the Jaguars or where he's at, but uh, O'Shaughnessy was one of those guys I kept getting hyped about. And I think they could find him for cheap if he is on a the team. There's a lot of teams that have two or three tight ends that aren't using them correctly or at all so i can agree fantasy wise fantasy wise though ferkser is the pickup if you have him or can get him late i think that unless they do something crazy and get hurts i think ferkser fantasy wise is the tight end to grab because uh, Corey davis is gone those shares are going to be a little different this year i think uh you could get ferkser and maybe i picked him up in free agency right when johnny got picked up by the patriots so Hey Billy, show me that pick. Smart. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. Maybe I started. I started giggling. Show me this pick. I'm serious. Don't skirt the question. We are currently in a dynasty league draft right now, and there's like what six picks to go, five picks to go, and Joe just types in the chat, private chat for our our podcast. Billy, try to be your pick. Give me your pick. Let me get it. I'm serious. I got, I got, plans. I got a I got, guy. I got plans for that pick. 
You ain't got plans for that. I, got, I, I have guys too. All right, I'm gonna call Alan then. <laughs> I do. All right, conspiracy theory time, and I call always him. want to be in charge of these. I know that Billy wrote these, but it, it makes it seem like since I am such a conspiracy theorist in general. Now, did uh, everyone, and I'd love to hear some uh, some chatter on our socials, which I tried to do social media this week, and I'm proud of myself, although I did call out my other company, Ariel Hall Creative. We do some video stuff. If you ever need any wedding videos and you're in the St. Louis region, feel free. Uh, not sponsored, just uh, just a shameless plug there. Um, Why don't you guys sponsor us? I will. Could I will be make sponsored. A commercial. I can easily make a commercial for us. I just have to actually do it and have the time for it. But anyway, let me let me get into conspiracy theory time. And I, I want to be in charge <laughs> of these segments going forward. Now, do you think in anyone I'd love some chime ins here uh, from the from the people that actually listen to this? Did Aaron Rodgers drop this bomb about not wanting to be in Green, Green Bay right as the draft was starting because they did the same thing last year with Jordan Love being drafted? I I would love to hear some opinions on this. What do you guys think? Billy, take it away, man. 100%, 100% this happened, for sure. I, there's no shot. I, as soon as they made that pick last year, I just, he, he just cleared everything off of his kitchen table. He had a big fucking chalkboard in his house, and he started fucking figuring this out from the very beginning on how he was going to drop this bomb exactly when the draft was about to happen. And he has had this plan since the moment they made that pick last year. He all had this be cool. Aaron love Aaron. Aaron loves Green Bay. Sure. Whatever. The minute they made that pick, this news was going to hit on Thursday evening right before the draft. It, it was happening as soon as they made that pick for Jordan Love. And I think it was genius. Loved it. Good, good call. And I hope Aaron Rodgers gets out of Green Bay. Free Aaron Rodgers. Not sure where you're going to go now. People are saying Denver. That sounds like a nightmare. But free Aaron Rodgers. All I got to say about it. I, you got a little robotty there, here and there. But I think we got the gist. Is this was planned, and I, I completely agree. I think this was planned. But the thing is, is you see this every year. Aaron Rodgers seems to be upset by their draft or their GM or someone didn't do the right thing. And I'm the best quarterback around. My problem with the Green Bay Packers all around is that they have had two of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, two of the best quarterbacks we've seen in 20, 30 years. I don't even know when Brett Favre started playing like 20 plus years of great quarterbacks and they have one Super Bowl, two Super Bowls. Like it's just crazy to me that they can't win Super Bowls. And it's not only the, it's not only the team last year. It was the team. The Jordan love pick made no sense. There were great wide receivers on the board. They could have grabbed anything offensive line, even But you tried to grab Aaron Rodgers' replacement. I think it was petty. I think what Rodgers did was petty, but I love it. I just, I love seeing some turmoil in green Bay and a lot of green Bay Packers fans. And I hope they're listening to this. I'm happy to see it. I'd love to see Jordan Love start your season for you guys. But at the same time, they'll probably end up like swapping with Russell Wilson or something in Seattle. Uh, a lot of unhappy big big name quarterbacks out there. But I just think in general, I think it was definitely planned. I think he was really excited about it. And I think he's just sitting there just tapping his fingers together like, I just love what happened here. But in reality, he's probably gone. Uh, we should really talk about landing spots and how that affects fantasy. I have Oakland him in Raiders. the Dynasty League. Oakland Raider, Raiders, um, they trade Derek Carr to the Packers. Um, I don't know they're how I feel the, about this, but Josh, you hit the nail on the head. They're Aaron not the Rogers, Oakland Raiders anymore. They're the Las Vegas Raiders. I hey, just wanted to whatever. point that up. Yeah, I, I'm shouting out your hometown, bitch. Shut up. I appreciate you, man. Um, so anyway, Aaron Rodgers, you hit the nail on the head, Josh. Fucking win. It's great that you slay my fucking Bears twice a year. Congratulations on that. Win a fucking Super Bowl. Quit bitching about the cast of players you have with you. Do something. I don't care what happens to Aaron Rodgers. He can get fucked. Good riddance. I'm tired of hearing these Packers fans talk about Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. What do you have to show for it? You got a bitchy diva quarterback. I love Green Bay. I think it's a great city. I've been to the stadium. Awesome. I like the fans. But Aaron Rodgers... Just go away. Just go away. Get out of my division. Let Justin Fields win it for a while. Just get fucked. That's how I feel about it. I I agree, man. I, I think that they they have this like mentality of, well, Rogers, you're the best, go win. But at the same time, they don't they don't provide him the supporting cast. But at the same time, winners win. I mean, the Eagles, and I I'm gonna preach about this one more time on this podcast, and I'll probably not 
uh, I'll probably say it again. But anyway, the Eagles had Carson Wentz, who at this point we can see is not that great of a quarterback, go 11-2 and two with a decent supporting cast, but not great. We had Alshon Jeffrey was our number one receiver. We had Jay Ajayi as our number one running back. I, I just you, – you see this all the time. You see teams that don't deserve to win, win the Super Bowl or whatever you want to say. But, Rodgers, you have – Devonte Adams, you have Aaron Jones, you had Jamal Williams, you have you have a great offense, one of the best offensive lines in football that never really gets talked about, and then you have a, a some solid defensive players. I mean, your defense can could use some work, I imagine, but you have one of the best offenses in football. You can win football games. You are Aaron Rodgers. You're one of the best quarterbacks in the game. You complaining about who they draft or whatever is just adding more drama to the locker room. You see it with like last year, the Eagles had problems with apparently Alshon Jeffrey in the locker room who was cranky. You can't have those problems in the locker room, especially if you're the one leading the team. You need to be the leader and you need to lead by example and say, hey, we don't have everything we got, but we got what we got. Let's win a Super Bowl. And that's what you see from a lot of teams. There's, I, I, I could mention other teams, but I'm an Eagles fan, so I mentioned them first. Good riddance, Aaron Rodgers. I agree, hundred percent. Go Shepherd, you baby back bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then back on the other side, and we'll talk dynasty landing spots and current ADP, and a little bit touch on a little bit of the live stream that we did on Thursday. We will be right back. What's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns, and quickly I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017, suggested trade values, and a whole lot more, including unique write-ups, unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly, so you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your Dynasty League at any given moment. So, what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. All right. Welcome back to the Offensive Points Podcast. Um, Sorry for the first half of that, having a little technical difficulties, but nothing, you know, nothing we can't get through. Uh, the second half of this podcast, we're going to break down the ADP, current, the current ADP for all of the rookies. Um, I know that we're currently in some dynasty drafts as it goes. And um, our boy Dynasty Duchesne's at Duchesne's underscore on Twitter is uh, keeping track of some of the most current ADP. And I thought maybe that we would go ahead and kind of break down and talk about a little bit of the top talent that he's got on his list and kind of break down what we think for redraft and for dynasty drafts and just kind of give our thoughts and basic opinions on each of these things. Um, what do you guys think about that? Sounds awesome, man. Sounds great to me. I just want to say during our technical difficulties, uh, we did start seeing uh, Creed and Backstreet Boys to test out our mics and see if there was any delay or if any glitches. And it was phenomenal. And I'm sorry that you guys missed out. Welcome back to Technical Difficulties Podcast. (laughs) That should be the second name of this. (laughs) All right, boys. The first two players on this list... Well, we'll just do three because they're all quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence is one. Trey Lance is two. Justin Fields is three. These are super flex rankings. I guess I should have said that ahead of time. 12-team super flex rankings. Probably important to give the audience a little context um, when they're in their drafts. But do you all have any opinions on those top three? Do you think that that's about right? What do you, uh, what do you both think? 
I, I think it's I think it's pretty accurate. I think that especially in a super flex league, uh, there's only really five immediate immediate I say in quotations there uh, startable quarterbacks right away. I mean, you got Mac Jones and uh, Zach Wilson a little bit below that, but I think that that's about right. I think Justin Fields has the best chance of taking over a starting job in quotations again there with Andy Dalton. And then Trey Lance, of course, as well. We talked about it, touched on that already. But Trevor Lawrence is a startable right away. I don't know if I'd start in week one if you if you have options. But if you're in a super flex league, that means quarterbacks is tight. So Trevor Lawrence, if you're taking him one overall, which anyone would do, except for Joe Wiggins, who grabbed Najee Harris, which I respect it. I respect it. He also traded for Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson in this draft. So he can do that. He can get away with it. But um, in reality, I think that that's, that's about accurate. If you wanted to grab Najee Harris there, I, I don't see any problem with it. Jamar Chase, I don't think should be too far out of that as well. Um, but I, I think that that's the play right there, especially in Superflex. I agree with it. Um, I'm going to start off and say uh, this is another one of my big pet peeves, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is being a lank- ranking slave. Um, a lot of people just read the rankings and draft off of that. Obviously, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence fills an immediate need on there. But if you have three quarterbacks already and you need talent somewhere else, feel free to draft it on something like that. Um, I, I, I agree with the rankings 100%. Um, as far as that goes, I would put Justin Fields ahead of Trey Lance because I think he has a quicker road to starting, but uh, he definitely has all the upside in the world. Trey Lance does. So that's my only gripe I, about it. I think uh, I think the, the, the problem is here is people see the rankings, especially this early. Like if you're drafting a dynasty league right now, there's not much rankings out there. I think ESPN just put out rankings yesterday which is slow for, you know, if someone's drafting right after the NFL draft started, which is when ours did. And I think that you, you, you grab who you grab. I, I, I went a- away from what the rankings said from what I was reading. I, I went and got a uh, Devonta Smith and I, I ended up making, making it work. But I, I think, and this wasn't in the top three at all, but I'm just saying in general, go for who, you know, and who you like, because really in reality, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, could all be busts. We don't know. They might all be Ryan Leaf situations. I mean, not everyone's uh, Patrick Mahomes. So, Bill, what do you think about this? Oh, I was just going to say, of course, all of this is based on need. Um, so if you didn't need a running or if you didn't need a quarterback going running back or going wide receiver here would make a ton of sense. Like that's what happened in Joe's case. He needed a running back. He didn't necessarily need Trevor Lawrence. So that's why he chose that route. But I mean, if you need a quarterback, I think that's, you know, in super flex, a quarterback is, uh, you know, that's kind of the main thing that you need because you can play two at a time. Um, so just for redraft purposes, and I'm just going to throw Zach Wilson in this too, because he's going to start right away. He's a little bit further down this list and we'll get to him in a sec, but of Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Zach Wilson for redraft leads. Um, what order would you go in for quarterback? I mean, obviously it would be in the third or fourth round, I'm sure, but like would it would be Trevor first, probably? Would it be well okay, it'd be later than third or fourth. Whatever you're whenever you're gonna take your first quarterback. Um I I would never draft a rookie quarterback, even this is including Joe Burrow. This is including the Deshaun Watson. Nobody drafts those in the first three rounds, hopefully. I mean, I know some leagues go hard, especially if, it, if it's super flex, then obviously I get it. But in quarterbacks and in, in, in a redraft league, I think the only valuable ones that you even want on your roster to start the league are those top three. I think Mac Jones could easily go undrafted. I think that Zach Wilson is just uh, it's a jets quarterback. I mean, he could be your second quarterback like late, late round, but I say it would be Trevor Lawrence. Number one, just because of his sheer talent alone. I think Jacksonville's uh, uh, has had problems, but with DJ Chark and the weapons that they have there at TN is like we talked about earlier. I think he could be good. And I say in the fourth, fifth round, I mean, I would prefer to grab a, another quarterback there, but I think you could easily grab like a combo quarterback situation there, which would be great. Like a Trevor Lawrence and then a Matt Stafford, obviously not that early, but make sure you back them up. Um, but then I would definitely say fields is number two in that spot. Cause like Joe said, Trey Lance has the tougher route. They might even wait a whole year. I mean, especially if they don't trade uh, Garoppolo or if they just want to, you know, monitor it throughout the year, San Francisco has got a great defense so they can easily hold off 
switching quarterbacks as soon as they need to. What do you think, Joe? Top four quarterbacks in redraft. Uh, redraft. Um, really, I think you got Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Um, you can take a late shot on uh, Trey Lance. That would make a ton of sense. And then, I don't know, man. I My whole thing with the Mac Jones thing is assume Cam is the starter at the beginning of the year. Um, they're going to go through the whole offseason preparing for a cam run offense. And then they're going to put Mac Jones in and just have a completely different quarterback back there. Um, that's not mobile. Like cam is can throw the ball a hell of a lot better, most likely. Um, but, uh, I would say Zach Wilson would be the fourth just based on starting. If you went into the season with any of those quarterbacks, like that was your starter for the league, obviously, Justin Fields and Trey Lance, you I would get a gamble of all gambles. But uh, Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson, if you went into the league waiting on quarterback a lot, would either of those two make you feel comfortable or would you definitely be like, I need to get a quarterback from someone right now? I th- I think Lawrence is going to be very similar to Joe Burrow's status last year. Like everyone probably, he probably went in like the sixth, seventh round just because of the hype around him. Cause he was such a good quarterback. He won the national championship. Everyone, everyone loves him. Trevor Lawrence is going to be really similar to that. He, he, he'll probably go pretty early. I don't even, honestly, I think I just said third and four, I, fourth and fifth, whatever. It's the sixth and seventh, really. I think it's much later. I, I yeah, said it's, third and it's, fourth. I messed you up. It's much later. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you can grab them. I think you could be, you could be serviceable. Like you could honestly go with a, a Trevor Lawrence and a, I mean, like I said, Matt Stafford, eight, nine, I've done combo draft picks before. I think a few years back, I went Cam and Wentz in the same, like back-to-back picks. That was when they were both actually good. Uh, But you know, you don't, you don't want to grab a rookie quarterback too soon. And I think in drafts, people get excited about rookies. And I think that this kind of goes the same way with like Najee Harris, Jamar Chase. You don't want to grab them too soon. We saw what happened with Clyde Edwards Hilaire last year. People were drafting him in the first round. I bid on him in the second, second one pick and I regretted it. My team was garbage after that. So I think in reality, you just don't, don't get too hyped up about rookies, but don't forget about them because they are a new team, a new player, uh, some that someone that can change the team. Team, I think Najee Harris will probably end up going most likely in second round picks, uh, and second round drafts, uh, second round whatever. You know, I get it. But I think really what what interests me the most. I think we all know that those teams are going to go. But do you think that these 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 bottom three quarterbacks, the Mills, Mon, Tre- uh, Lance, uh, Tyler, or no, not Lance, um, is it Lance? Mills, Mon, and Trask. Trask. I don't know why I said Lance. All right. Well, those three, I think obviously tomato, you're gonna, tomato, 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 Lance, Trask, whatever. Uh, but do you think, you, you think you draft those three or do you think you just leave them on the waiver wire? Cause those could be some interesting ones. Trask, maybe not the most Mills and Mond though. Mills, especially with all this Deshaun Watson stuff swirling, apparently Deshaun Watson might not play this year officially, even though I think we kind of all saw that coming. Do you grab them? Just stash them on your bench? Mills depends on the side of the league. Mills is a project. Sides of the league. Yeah, Mills is a project. I I drafted Mond in the Dynasty League. Um, I I think that if something were to happen to Kirk Cousins, just based on his athletic ability and running ability alone, he would be worth something. Um, Definitely on the team. So, I mean, if we're talking redraft, that would have to be a massive league to consider drafting one of those. Um, But... uh, yeah, out of all those three, I like mine the best. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Um, I mean, Houston has Tyrod Taylor as a potential. I, I think that would be their slotted starter if um, Watson's unable to play this year. Um, and then Davis Mills will be there to hopefully, like, I don't – okay, can I be honest? I don't know why Houston drafted Davis Mills. They, need, they needed to develop an entire team, and I think getting a quarterback that's a project – you know, when the rest of the team around him is already like still bad. I, I don't know if I would agree with, agree it's, with what they chose to do anyway, but. especially as their first pick in the draft. Like it was really a message to Watson, like, Hey, you're done here. We need to think about the future. But yeah, I agree. I think mills, I, I drafted him in the dynasty league the fourth round just to like, see, you never know. I mean, what well, if Tyron- Josh, here's the thing where, who, if you had to just guess, 
just blind guess who the first pick in next year's draft was going to be based on the talent of the roster. How is it not Houston? Like, how is Houston not your number one pick in the draft next year based on the roster they have right now? So why would you pick up a quarterback knowing that you're probably going to get one of the next, the top two next year, unless they really think that they could pull some, you know, pull it out of their ass somehow. I mean, they I don't know it's going to be the Jets. So probably, but you're going to figure yeah, out a way. They don't need a quarterback though. So Houston even being number two. They'll get I mean, another quarterback. They might need another quarterback. I don't know. I like Zach Wilson. <laughs> I think he can be good. I just and when he came out with his quote, and I think this should have been on the news topic when he came out with the quote of "I I couldn't be happier to play with New York Jets." There's no other team I'd rather be with. Every single NFL fan laughed at that and said, "There is no way that you are happy to be drafted by the Jets." Nobody wanted to be drafted by the Jets. Trevor Lawrence was excited that the Jaguars did worse than the Jets. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Honestly, that's a very valid point, Bill. They're probably going to end up as number one next year. I like Tyrod Taylor a lot. Honestly, I, I wish everything would have worked out for him. That weird punctured lung last year was really weird, but he honestly could be a serviceable fantasy football asset because of that team being such hot garbage. You see a lot of wide receivers being good as the hot garbage, uh, players, the trash time players. Um, Tyrod Taylor, I'm not saying do not draft this man before the 10th round, especially if especially if Deshaun Watson plays, but I think that could be one of those things that like sneaky, like second quarterback kind of thing. You're picking them off the waiver, waiver wire or just grabbing them as your last pick. Just throw them in there. See what happens. I, I love Tyrod. I think he's had a weird career and I think it's been unfortunate, especially last year. Uh, I think that that could be a fun one. Stay away from Houston this year. Uh, there is a lot of value to be had on teams like that though. Someone's got to catch the, the ball. Jets last year. Was there a lot of value to be had on the Jets? There was. Yeah. Rashad okay. Berriman worked out well. You could, you got guys in, in whose team? All right, there. all right. Well, let's go back two years. Robbie Anderson was a very valuable player on the Jets fantasy wise, but their team sucked again. So in reality, there is there. The, the Jets last year was a bad example because they looked so bad. And uh, Houston's not going to be far off. Brandon just, Cooks is good, but I mean, the team's not. They're going to have I, to throw the ball a ton, man. I'm just saying you get value because nobody wants Brandon Cooks, because nobody right. wants uh, Tyrod Taylor. You're getting value because you can grab him as your last pick in the draft, and it's if, a stash. And it if was, you're starting them on your team, things have gone wrong. Just well, saying. But what if Tyrod Taylor has the 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 career year? I mean, you you can't you can't rule that out. I'm not saying I'm not saying start him week one. I'm saying draft him as your last pick, and it could be really fun, and it could work out for you. Look at James Robinson. Nobody knew that the undrafted free agent running back would be a starting running back, although he's kind of gone now, so it's sad. Rest in peace. All right, people. Well, anyway, let's move. Let's move There's on. Value to, the to be next. had, Bill. Let's move on to value the next to be had three players in your dynasty draft that you're looking at. And of course, that's I want to go first. Najee Harris and Jamar Chase. Uh, to one of uh, that would be your four, five, six. As far as they're going right now, um, Josh, I mean, go ahead, get, get it out. All right. Um, so I just want to be clear. Me and Bill had a conversation about this list before we started this. And this is average draft position from a few drafts that this man has been in. Um, it is not his personal ranking, so I cannot right. trash talk him because I completely disagree with this. If Najee Harris, Kyle Pitts, and or if Kyle Pitts is going to go before Najee Harris, who is going to be drafted in the second round pick and redraft league in the second round draft second round of redraft leagues, how the f- how are you going to draft Kyle Pitts before Kelsey? How are you going to draft Pitts before Kittle? I get that this is dynasty. Well, no, no, I was no, no, say no, 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 redraft. I get that this is dynasty. Is this tight end premium? I'm going to pull a Stephen A. Smith this and I'll talk over every premium. single one it of might you. Be, I, Joe, I don't know. Yeah, Josh. Uh, keep going, went, Josh. He went as the fifth pick in our draft, and ours isn't tight end premium. So my logic is Najee Harris can be arguably the second pick of the draft. Could be, or if you're Joe, he could be the first pick of the draft. And that's not an opening for you to talk. Uh, Jamar Chase. Stand by. Devonta Smith. I'm sorry, but Kyle Pitts should not be drafted here. I don't care how tight and needy you are. Unless you have no tight ends on your roster, you do not draft Kyle Pitts before Najee Harris. That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. You have to rethink your fantasy drafts uh, 
strategy or whatever you're going for here. Kyle Pitts should not be drafted there. Etienne should be in the top six. Kyle Pitts can be after that. I get it. He's, he's a freak of nature. He's going to be the big tight end, blah, blah, blah. I think Atlanta made a mistake, and I think you made a mistake if you draft Kyle Pitts here. I disagree, man. There's very few people that scouts and coaches come out and say he's a gold jacket player already. That's They're talking about Canton already, and this guy hasn't played a snap in the NFL. You know how much I hate talking about that, but, I mean, you treat him like a wide receiver. We all know how Kelsey and Kittle and Waller have helped our fantasy teams and just won us games because of the influx of disparity in that position there. I mean, I that's a reach for me, and this has to be tight end premium because there's no way over Harris and uh, Chase. And you're right, probably Etienne right there. But, I mean, I can see it being a, a great pick for people, and people are excited about him. Um, you have a chance to really get a difference maker there. And if you're in a dynasty league, having a tight end, they last forever. That's huge, and I think it's a decent pick. I hope I eat my words, but I do not think I will. I think You're I'm right about this. Words. I think I'm right about this. I want to get on it. I will. The, re- the reason that I agree with it is because there's very few tight ends that are actually useful in dynasty. And if you, if he project, if he is what he's projected to be, you are going to have somebody for the next five to 10 years that you can plug and play a tight end every week. And you don't have to hope for the Pat Fryermuth or Trey McKitty to hopefully be good. Don't you talk shit on Trey McKitty. Trey McKitty is a fucking great name, by the way. But yeah, you don't is. have to just hope and pray that one of those guys is going to break out. Like You've already got the guy that you can just plug in and leave there. And I think that's the only defensible reason to put him that high because he is a position that you can't get anywhere else in this draft. Where was okay? So where was Irv Smith drafted? Where was uh, Cole Komet drafted? Where they was weren't, all- they weren't looked at as Kyle Pitts? Like you, you keep saying these names that got drafted. I'm telling you that they were not projected to be right. what Kyle Pitts is. Projected the to be. yeah, projected to be not is the last person to be drafted in the top six as a tight end was Tony Gonzalez in 1998 or whatever. Look how that worked out. And what if he turns out to be Tony Gonzalez? But there's been Eric Ebron who has had a couple good years. There has been TJ Hawkinson who has looked like trash the first two years, maybe a little better last year. Atlanta could have planned for the future. They could have grabbed Jamar Chase. They could have protected Matt Ryan. They could have drafted his uh, backup or his replacement. Eventually they could have drafted, I don't know anyone besides Kyle Pitts. I, I'm done. I'm done. I you think guys, Atlanta knows way. that they're going to be garbage next year. So I they drafted him because when they draft their rookie for the future next year, it looks a hell of a lot better than him throwing to Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley than sitting there and not having those guys on the team. So they struck while the iron was hot, man. They got there. All guy. right. So for redraft purposes only, you're obviously not going to probably take Kyle Pitts very as high in my opinion because of the mouths they got to feed there but Najee Harris like Josh said easily a second round possibly early third if you know not as many people in your league are sold on him and then Jamar He'll Chase by August he probably will. He'll be the the CEH and up. then yeah and then Jamar Chase probably going to sneak up in the third round I would second round is probably going to end up happening by the season starts like right guys I I, I don't see how yeah. he doesn't sneak up there um in leagues disregarding disregarding pits, but I'm going to talk about him for a second more. Uh, I can't wait in the amount of leagues that I'm in. I can't wait to see how many people draft pits before like Darren Waller and before uh, some of these other tight ends that aren't Kelsey and Kittle. Cause if anyone ever drafts Kyle Pitts before those two, it won't, I it won't happen. In I don't, leagues, that I will not don't, happen. I don't know if it will. People are hyped about this, guys. You guys are hyped about this. Anyway, so in I Dynasty, I'm not drafting it. Right, still Julio right, and Calvin there. Guys, I've moved, is still on the I've moved past it. Like, Mike Davis is going to catch passes. Like, there's no, there's not enough like work for Kyle Pitts to have a kind of season where he's going to like, you know, be that amazing on first year. Like, I've moved past it. Anyway, Najee Harris, I think, will be that. in that first round draft. But I just wanted to get that out. Uh, Najee Harris will be in the first round by the end of it, or at least like late first round, early second round. I think uh, I think both uh, Devonta Smith and uh, 
Jamar Chase will be in that second, third round category just because of the hype going in. The rookies always seem to get hyped up, and I would I love Devonta Smith, and I think he is the second best receiver off the board, if not the first first best, because Jamar Chase has a lot of competition and Devonta has none because we have no wide receivers in the on the Eagles organization. But do not draft either one of those in the second round. Maybe the third round, late third round. I just, it's so dumb when you have, especially we, we talked about the rankings in our first uh, podcast. And honestly, those wide, that wide receiver death goes crazy. After Galladay is where either one of these guys should go in that like third, fourth round. There was a good, a good list, a good chunk of wide receivers there, all in like the third and fourth round. Terry McLaurin, uh, Chris Godwin, Thielen, Julio Jones, even still, depending on what team he ends up on or stays on. Josh, uh, I'm said Josh Allen, Adam. I just, I, I don't know. There's just so many good wide receivers out there now. I just, please do not draft these guys too early. Like that's my biggest problem is people draft people too early. Hundred percent. Okay, well let's go. Let's just do the next, uh, the next couple here. We kind of touched on Zach Wilson. He's one seven in dynasty on this AGP. So we'll just kind of leave him alone, and then we'll go with Travis Etienne is one eight, Devontae Smith one nine. 12 is Javante Williams for Denver at 110. And then Jalen Waddle at 111 for Miami. Um, as far as dynasty goes, um, does that sound about right to you all? Other than Kyle Pitts not being in those four, I think that that's honestly right about there. Uh, <laughs> I just did that for fun. No, I'm I didn't you a Kyle Pitts, Kyle Jersey Pitts podcast. The Kyle right. Pitts podcast. No, honestly, I'm happy to see Offensive Devontae. Pitts. <laughs> I'm happy to see uh, Devonte above uh, Jalen Waddle in a lot of dra- in a lot of drafts I've seen. I've actually just watched Waddle go before Devonta Smith, and it was wonderful. I played the game of trading back a couple slots, thinking I was either getting Javante or Devonte, and ended up with Devonte because he's an eagle. And I was hoping he would have made that decision for me, but he grabbed Waddle. I just I don't see it. Devonte just won a Heisman. Dude put up 2,000 yards. I get Waddle was injured, but dude's never put up 1,000 yards. So I'm going to go Devontae all day above Jalen Waddle. I think all three of these guys, Javante is a really interesting pick too. Javante Williams for Denver. He's going to split carries with Denver. They see how Denver does it. Uh, Melvin Gordon. No, I'm just saying, even Philip Lindsay had a role last year, even though they grabbed Melvin Gordon there and really did him dirty. But Melvin Gordon is... A little older as a running back. The second he goes down, Javante. I think he's has a free the, agent too. He's a free agent next year, I, I believe. Yeah, I think so. So honestly, I like those two. That that combo, either one of them. Honestly, I could see you taking either one of them in the fifth, sixth there area. Uh, Javante might be a little early for that, but wherever you can get him, I, I'm all about him. I'm going to try to dr- probably draft him in our next draft. Hopefully, no one listens to it in our uh, lead of a league of extraordinary gentlemen. Yeah, draft starts Friday, so hopefully we can fly under the radar. Joe, what do you think about those next four? I'm all for it, man. They're in the right order, I think. Um, yeah, I don't have any any problems with any of those. I think Williams is a super interesting prospect there. Um, kind of sucks what Denver's going to do. Kind of kills my Mike Boone hope, but uh, that was that was a long shot there. Um, Jalen Waddle, I'm really interested to see how they how he fits in uh, with what Miami has already. But dynasty, I mean, the long term prospect there is is pretty awesome. So I'm all for it. I agree. I, I think Etienne's going to get a lot more work than people are wanting to admit to themselves right now. Because I would love to see the coach go to the to the owner. <laughs> during the season and be like, yeah, we spent a first round pick, but he's only going to work on third downs or he's only going to be our passing catch or like our pass catching back. Like I, I just, I don't see how by mid season Etienne's not getting a lot of that work. So he might be a little higher to me, but especially in redraft leagues um, in redraft leagues, I think Etienne probably be in the fourth or fifth round. I mean, I, I think him and James Robinson are going to split like, draft positions like one of them's going to go and then the other one's going to go because i think people are not going to be sure which one's going to be used more i've noticed um, in those in those two backfields i don't think javante will be in there but i think etienne will be drafted before james robinson just because of the drafting over him more so than javante was a drafting as a compliment of for melvin gordon etienne especially being in the first round i think i think 
drafted higher than James Robinson. I don't think either one of them is a bad draft pick because it's fancy football and you literally never know what's going to happen. And I think they're both great running backs. So dart throws, dart throws. Exactly. All right. Well, let's touch on the, at least a couple more. Um, in the second round, we got Rondale Moore will be first. Rashad Bateman second. Elijah Moore at the 2-3. Terrace Marshall at the 2-4. Kadarius Toney at the 2-5. And then Trey Sermon at the 2-6. Um, as far as Dynasty goes, um, what are you all thinking about that? I am not a fan of this. Um, I think that Rondale Moore um very talented dude i don't see how he succeeds in in arizona with what they have i mean hopkins is definitely the the top dog there they dra- they have green you know they have christian kirk i think christian kirk's gone after this year so it could open some stuff up in the long run for him i just i don't see it man you got a you got a small quick guy being thrown to by a small probably quick be in guy. the slot probably be in the slot where yeah. Larry Fitzgerald lined up Probably. Yeah, small, quick guy. You know, it's. Uh, I don't think uh, Kyler is even going to be able to see this dude out on the field. So, <laughs> I have an issue with that one. Um, Rashad Bateman, honestly, I think is the most talented of this group right here. But his landing spot kind of sucks unless they really change the offense around. If I had to redo it, I would probably put Trey Sermon up there at at number one, two hundred one, right there. What it was that second or third round when they drafted him. Ooh, I think third, I think third, third round. So they invested pretty highly in him. I mean, I think, you know, for right now, it's uh, he's got to work his way in. But I wouldn't be surprised if he steals that job or or at least has a big part of that. And, you know, Wilson's going to be there and everything. So I think they're going to be a big part of that one there. Um, Terrence Marshall, uh, huge dude, direct path to playing time right there. Uh, Kadarius Tony, long term prospects. Um, I think Shepard's gone after this year. Uh, Am I right with he's that? One? A, he's a trade candidate because he only has one year left on his contract. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I could see playing time opening up for him pretty quickly. Um, it almost, to me, I would almost flip this uh, this ranking right here from 20 to 15 there. So, mm-hmm. I uh, I do agree with you. I think Trey Sermon should be higher. I don't think he should be higher than a couple people. And I'll tell you why. So, Trey Sermon. San Francisco loves drafting running backs. They drafted two this this uh, this draft, so they have uh, four running backs now on that roster that are all potentially startable, including Elijah Mitchell, uh, Jeff Wilson, and Mostert that are already there. I think and Hasty, right? And oh, is Hasty still there too? Oh, yeah. okay. he was a rookie last year. So they have a bunch of running backs, and that's the thing. I think Trey Sermon is for dynasty purposes in a, a decent spot. He could be a little higher. Uh, which I, because I don't believe in either of the Moore brothers. I know they're not actually brothers, but they're brothers in my opinion, because they're both in the same last name and they're both real close. So you got Elijah Moore at, at the New York Jets, which I get it, you know, new team, new, new people, new running back, new quarterback, new running back or wide receiver. They're trying to make it work. Rondale Moore, but it's the Jets. Uh, Rondale Moore, on the other hand, Arizona. Uh, I just don't see him getting much playing time. I would much rather grab, uh, Terrace Marshall, uh, that's my guy right there. I think he is the number four guy, and I'll even give Waddle before him. I think uh, my boy that I drafted, Rashad Bateman, would be that number five in the wide receiver, rookie wide receiver category. Uh, And the only reason I think that is because Baltimore has no uh, wide receivers that are that guy, and someone needs to make that connection. I think Marquise Brown's there. I think Sammy Watkins will help but I don't think anyone's going to be that guy. And Rashad Bateman might and be. And they got Tylen Wallace. Too. Yeah. And they so, I mean, well. yeah, no, exactly. So, I mean, they have options, but I think at, out of all of those, I think uh, Terrace Marshall has the best chance. He is a big dude and he catches touchdowns and uh, DJ Moore and uh, Robbie Anderson can catch touchdowns. Let's not be real, but he's not a jump ball guy. So I think that, I think Trey Sermon should be a little higher. I think the Moore brothers should be down a little bit. And I think uh, uh, Terrace Marshall and Terrace Marshall should be a little bit over Bateman, really. Yeah, I agree with that. I like Rondale more, I think, more than you all like Rondale more. But I just think I think he's going to line up in the slot. And I think that they're going to use him as a quick little guy out of that position. Um, Bateman's spot sucks. Until they can prove that they've got a uh, – 
until they can prove that they've got a good passing attack, until they've got a good plan for passing. Like I can't trust Bateman, can't trust Wallace, Marquise, any of them. Andrew, well, Andrews probably, but the other th- the wide receivers, I'm not sure about yet. And then I, I like the other th- other three. Kadarius Tony seems like a project. Didn't like the landing spot. Elijah Moore, good with the Jets. I'm sure they think he's going to build a connection. And then Terrace Marshall, I did not like it for Carolina, but he's going to play, so that's good enough. Hopefully, this will be the most talent Darnold has ever had. So I cannot wait to see what Darnold can actually do with a fully talented roster. And then Trey Sermon is my Trey Sermon's my sneaky running back in Dynasty. And I was hoping not a lot of people would, you know, look upon him, but it clearly did not work. So well it's a hopefully. it's a short cast of running backs too. You have and the top three and then it's gone. And yeah, because a lot of the landing spots suck. Like a lot like Kenneth Gainwell, no, but like um yeah. Well, we lost Joe, and that's fine. So, Josh, do you want to have a few closing thoughts here so we can uh, end this one up? Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and do that. I just, I just wanted. I wish Joe was here for this, and maybe we can do this at a later time as well. But I just want to talk about how Billy has said, "Do not trade good players for draft picks." And what did he do? He traded to a. For Trey Lance, basically. Stop trading your players for draft picks. Stop trading your picks for players. You know who are already good. I mean, just 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 keep your team the way it is. Trade players for players. Don't 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 try to trade because you saw the good draft pick. Just take your time. All right. I'm gonna defend myself because you're I know you're not gonna give me the chance at any other time. I had Jimmy G on my roster. I traded a player for a player. I traded Tua for Lance because I believe Lance long-term is going to be better than Tua. I I don't even think that's a stretch, to be completely honest with you. So, And if you know what the player is going to be when you pick, that's fine. Don't blindly do it like I did when I traded C.D. Lamb for 1-1 in our other league in Dynasty because I was hoping Najee Harris would land in a better spot than Pittsburgh. But you know what? We get dealt the hand that we get dealt, and that and that's okay. Honestly, but, I, thought, uh, I thought I thought that was a better trade than this one, personally. But no, you did have Jimmy G to back it up. I just wanted to give you trouble. So exactly, it's very unnecessary. Well, but, any, anyway, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you've made it this long past Billy's um, internet connections and Joe dipping out uh, two minutes early. But uh, we'll uh, we'll touch on some more fancy football rankings, especially as the 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 year is creeping up on us after this draft. I'm sure everybody's hyped up about fancy football and just football in general. So we have much more analysis as we've only made it through like the first 50 fancy football rankings on the first podcast, and then the first what 15 on uh, the rookie draft. So yeah, I think we might touch on IDP next week. Uh, at least give the people a taste of what we actually do know about IDP because surprisingly we actually do know a little bit about that. Um, so everyone just follow us on Twitter at offensive points, follow us on Spotify, follow us on Apple podcasts, um, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm sure that we're available there. So just search it up, search IDP army. We're on that feed as well. Um, either one is fine. That I, I, we don't care how you listen. Just go ahead and listen. So from me and Josh and Joe, who's not with us, but that's fine. Twitterless and uh, voiceless Joe. Yes, faceless and voiceless. And I turned into a robot. So this has been quite the night for our podcast. (laughs) Banner night. All right, folks, we'll talk to you probably next week. Probably. Definitely next week. And thank you for for joining into the Offensive Pits, I mean Offensive Points uh, show. Yeah, thanks, everyone.